Welcome back for episode 52 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on September 28th, 2016 on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86 Alongside me, we have the man who it has been said has had the voice of the flower, Justin Sane 0516. Justin, got a question for you. Did you hear about the rumor for Destiny 2 coming out on the PC? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I, I just, I started burning things and just throwing them. <laughs> I, I trashed this hotel room. I said, this will not stand. And then I realized that it didn't affect me at all. And I sat down and contemplated how I was going to explain this bill. But um, no, no, not a real big deal to me. <laughs> but uh, I'm horrible with mouse and keyboard, so I'll probably stick with the console. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Tw- All I expected. can say is Twitter. All I can say is Twitter. Just Twitter lost its okay. mind. Is this yes. like? A, is this a confirmed rumor? No. I well, I mean, no. It's a, it's, it's it's a, a Kotaku thing, so you it's can almost thing, yeah. guarantee that most I, of it's not true. I also well, heard. I also heard that there might be doing like a complete wipe and then like year two, we're starting completely from scratch. I heard that. Well, I don't. Yeah, that was it was baked into the same. It depends on how they do it. Like, you know, they you could getting getting rid of your getting rid of your character progress doesn't necessarily mean that you get rid of your character. You know, anybody who's played any of the look at Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed does this every single iteration of their game. However, Assassin's Creed is not... You're not making your own character. It's not based on you like Destiny is. Destiny is you as a character within their their setting. Right. Whereas you're more of like, in Assassin's Creed, you're more like assuming the identity of a character within the series. Yeah, and I guess... The other thing that you would do look at is like uh, as terrible <clears throat> ignoring the ending of the third game Mass Effect didn't didn't Mass Effect have a similar concept? Mm, but you're still you're still not like assuming the role of your own character. You're assuming the role of Shepard, mm-hmm. and you're playing as Shepard within things. So it's not like. I mean, yeah, you have your own choices and stuff. Like, I, I feel like Mass Effect would be somewhere in between, like, what Destiny does with your character and what, like, Assassin's Creed would do right. with it, what, what character do you play. Yeah. It's like that medium. But, but again, I don't want to lose my character. I'm, I'm just... I know no one really wants to lose their character, but it. I'm not even a good writer, and I could write an in-game story that would include your character taking one for the team and would have a completely plausible reason that you're creating a new one. Well, for the one, next iteration one guy game. put out on Twitter and actually I kind of, the more I thought about this was interesting. Um, you know, we, the whole thing about being legend. Well, if you look at the first game as a prequel, you are a mm-hmm. legend that leads. You into can't be a legend and still be walking around. Right. Oh, I mean, it depends on, I mean, yes, pretty much is what his, his entire point was. You, you could actually be a legend but not be playing that character again, right? You know. Well, I f- I feel like it's gonna make a lot of how how you've interacted with the NPCs and the right. lore and everything get really muddled and mucky. And I, I think 
I, I can in my brain imagine it being a good idea right. if they want to keep anything from destiny as we know it now from beginning from vanilla intact unless they're going to go you know what we're going to take little bits and pieces and then we're going to do our own you know anyways <laughs> well and yeah and again again though. right now it is just it's just a rumor it's, it's, and it's from kotaku so oh well right. Never mind that. So, why are we getting so worked <laughs> up about this? <laughs> I'm very passionate about Destiny, okay? <laughs> this well, did not come from Forbes. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> as many of you can tell, we also have back with us, fresh from Canada, Canada land, Canada Nana, land, Nana, wow, Nana. Canada <laughs> land, Mel. Hey, Canada's dry. <laughs> how was is, how is the trip up north? It was fabulous. It was really, really awesome. It was my first time ever in Canada. Everyone was super amazing and lovely. And I tried poutine. It was delicious. And the best part is I made a new friend with another cosplay guest over Destiny. That is a true fact. It's the best way to make friends. he He brought his Xbox to Canada from Texas to raid on Friday night and we hung out and we, we passed the control off to play destiny. Like that, that was like the, the creme de la creme of what could have happened <laughs> at a convention, make a new friend because of destiny. And I saw some actually really cool destiny costumes. Um, I got a bunch of video and I'm actually going to um, throughout the whole entire convention, not just the destiny cosplayers. Um, and I'm going to make a, kind of like a behind the scenes. This is what, what the con was like and uh yeah so you the big pictures and video i well, said destiny we players. will definitely be linking that so yeah be sure to <clears throat> be sure to keep keep an eye out for that both on mel's probably what twitter you're gonna push a, the link on I'll, it'll be everywhere yeah all, be the, everywhere. all the places <laughs> All, all the places. Good, really good marketing person. Yeah. Just everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the topic of today's chat is going to be a look at the lore of the mysterious entity known as Alpha Loopy. Before we get into that, however, I did want to run through some quick notes. In our last chat, we took a look at the lore of the Golden Age. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats as well as links to all our various other pages. If you don't mind, please also give us some feedback on iTunes just to let us know how we're doing. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Wednesday at about 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts on the Guardian Radio Network found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. Our next chat will be a discussion on the lore of one of our newest antagonists, Siva. With all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the information that we do have about Alpha Lupe. All right, so we're going to do our first fragment, which is Ghost Fragment Earth, Dreams of Alpha Lupi. The blaze sits inside a nest of little worlds, still too distant to share its heat, but plainly starting out at your face. 
A phase emerges, drawn from plasmas and radiation. There must be meanings in its roar. You listen hard and carefully, and sometimes a lucid melody seems to rise out of random noise. Joy builds, and the first hope in ages transforms you. It seems important, even critical, to tell every star from here to the black between the galaxies that you will be strong again. That's that's it. That's all there is. <laughs> wow. So there, there's going to be a lot of speculation as to what the dreams of Afalupai actually are. If they're dreams of the traveler, mm-hmm. or we'll get on into all that later. But this definitely seems to be an account of the of the traveler actually encountering soul. Um, our solar system for the first time. Do we all agree there? At least. Yeah, and I mean, mm. on on top of that, I would also say that the dreams of Alpha Lupi, uh, the cards, are all ghost fragments. <clears throat> and there's also a lot of um, a lot of conversation on the exact nature of the order. Like we were kind of talking before the show, Justin, about how you can like mix match all this stuff. And get it, you know, (laughs) there, there have been there and we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. There was an entire ARG built around Mm, Alpha Lupi before this really famous one that just happened. Right. This was, this was an ARG that was launched before destiny even launched. Like this was back. Whoa. Yeah. And it was a really, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it and I'm going to link, um, there's a, there's a really good article that I found that kind of explained the entire process of the ARG. Um, and I mean, like it was there, you're talking, you know, people were, people were visually formatting, visually recoding formats to get a bigger piece of the puzzle, to find a picture, to explain all these maps that were only being able to be seen on certain time zones and only if a certain number of people were collectively hitting a site at the same time and, you know, at a certain time of a day. I mean, there, there was a very large coordinated effort. Uh, the most recent one is the, uh, well, the, the ARG that just got figured out recently for, I just blanked on the pulse rifle. just completely blanked on the but the uh the process in which to find out all that information required people to coordinate with each other right outbreak of the prime or yeah yeah um and so like you know we had we had a conversation in our discord chat about that but i mean like bungie has this tendency to to require their args to be coordinated amongst very large groups of their community and it works every single time and every single time they i mean people people get it figured out very quickly so but that that is one thing we are reading it in what seems to be kind of a good order it's not by any means the you know this is the order that you have to read it and you know if you don't read it in this way it doesn't make any sense these are all individually able to be read you know, out of context with each other and still, they still have some information, but again, so we're just going to be reading them in an order that kind of makes sense. So, but yes, and, I didn't want to And the pulse rifle is actually called outbreak. Prime. Yeah. All I remember is the, the, uh, initials are OP. And I, I just want to say this before we move on. 
Um, I think we have a gross misuse of resources that is going on right now because I feel like there are actual mysteries and crimes in the real world that are way more complicated (laughs) than what just happened today. And I think the Destiny community could probably get to the bottom of a lot of the stuff that's plaguing the, the world. So just... Just going to go ahead and say that if we can figure out this stuff, I think we could probably figure out some of this more complicated stuff. So if you want to forward it related some of these, to destiny, it, it's just slap some class items on, on <laughs> just, <laughs> it'll be okay. But no, I did. I did really want to point out something that's always been very interesting to me is inside um, the ARG that did happen for the Alpha Loopy before the game launched, we we got some uh, we got a a glimpse at actually these cards before they were actually Grimoire cards. Now the the interesting part that I want to talk about, and I'm going to actually read. I what I'm going to do is as we read the cards, I'm going to read the corresponding card from the ARG. There is actually a slight difference in the verbiage, um, and there's there's been a couple people have, who have gone pretty far. You know, the subreddit raid secrets. We'll we'll talk about them as well because they have done amazing work with the geometry of the Alpha Loopy wallpaper and you know what it's indicating and the locations of secret chests within the Vault of Glass and stuff like that. Well, that's but, all Jesus. geomantics, right? That's yeah. Yeah. It's all yeah. Yeah, it's all it's and symbols. again we'll <clears throat> we'll be linking that because it's roughly about ten pages worth of notes, so obviously I'm not gonna read all of them, but we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. But real quick, the the ARG Ghost Fragment Earth says the blaze sits inside of a ne- uh, inside a nest of little worlds, still too distant to share its heat, but plainly staring out at you. A face emerges drawn from plasmas and radiation. There must be meaning in its roar. You listen hard and carefully, and sometimes a lucid melody seems to rise out of random noise, pulling your mind into moments when it seems possible that answers are about to be revealed. Joy builds, and the first hope in ages transforms you. It seems important, even critical, to tell every star from here to the black between the galaxies that you are still you are strong again. So... Very, very slight differences in the verbiage, uh, mostly in that third paragraph. And again, what I can do is I will try to find, I'm going to try to find a link to this image. It's been a while since I've had to actually find a link to this image. I have it saved on my phone. Um, But I'm going to try to link it in the show notes so people can actually pull up this image as well. um, So they can compare it as well. But... Did you guys have anything else you wanted to throw in there? Or do you want to kind of, you want to kind of put all these, you know, want to read all these and then kind of break them out and talk about them after we get done since they're kind of. Yeah. Some yeah. Sort of yeah. We part. go through the cards and we go through the cards and then we'll recap when we do the parts of the ARG. Okay. And then uh, I'll, like I said, I will be, I'll try to read the ARG parts that correlate with the, Grimoire cards. Exactly. Okay. So I think next, in no particular order, is Ghost Fragment Moon. 
and this is again from the dreams of Alpha Lupi, the best voices, voices that truly matter, never allow themselves to be heard. This lesson is worth learning again and again, forever. Your voice moves as a whisper, murmuring inside larger wind. Only the trusted few can absorb what is necessary. Wise and sly and perfect, your instructions drop, leaving nothing but the hard, sweet rhyme of enlightenment. The path is set. Your voice is unleashed. So I have my own thoughts about this, what it means, but Mel, what do you think? Can you read that? Hmm. (laughs) Oh, geez. It kind of, to me, feels like that moment for when you're brought back alive. I'm, I'm, re- I'm grasping out straws mm-hmm. here. No, no, um, you're not. Sounds good. So to me, that's what the first inclination I got um, when I read this card. Um, kind of that moment for when, if if we are thinking that this is what the traveler or someone close to the traveler is saying within these dreams of Alpha Lupi, it kind of makes me feel like this is the moment for when the light goes down and touches someone and brings them back to life. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of getting um, is that completely incorrect <laughs> no no i mean well with alpha lupine nothing's correct or incorrect right. <laughs> it's, it's all just it's plausible or not but blue what do you think? um real quick let me read the arg the arg uh snippet is very similar it says <clears throat> the best voices voices that truly matter never allow themselves to be heard this lesson is worth learning again and again forever your voice moves as whispers, murmurs, and urges inside larger winds. Only the trusted few can absorb what is necessary. Wise and sly and perfect, your instructions drop, leaving nothing but the hard, sweet rhyme of enlightenment. The path is set. Your voice is unleashed. Except now it is gone. And maybe it never was. Mm. So, it's, it's, I think actually it's, it's verbatim the exact same, except... It has the last uh, path is set. Your mm-hmm. voice is on. Yeah, yeah. Except the um, last ending of it. As so far as this, oh, go for it, go for it. No, 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 you go ahead. I was just going to say, as far as what I think when I read this card, um, I honestly think of a lot of the, the jabs that Tolan makes against the speaker and some of the disciples make uh, disciples of Osiris make against the speaker. When they say it's interesting that the person who's called speaker doesn't speak because the best voices, the voice that truly mm-hmm. matter, never allow themselves to be heard. I think, I mean, I, I think that when I, when I mm-hmm. personally read this card, I see the speaker. Hmm. Yeah, no. And uh, this is like a really abstract analogy and it's really just kind of out there, but it's from my personal experience. I used to, uh, I used to referee high school soccer and there was like a deal where you would have to be observed and you would have to like go through a game with someone watching you who is much higher ranked than you. And uh, I can remember this Indian guy who was a national. So he did like professional stuff and he, uh, he was watching me and he, he, I remember the, the advice he gave me and it just really kind of stuck with me. And, I said, did I, did I do good? He said, you're all right, but I, I saw you too much. I heard you too much. Excuse me? It was like, if you're really doing your job, they won't even notice you're there. Mm-hmm. 
And that's just kind of what I get from this is the, the best voices, the voices that truly matter, never allow themselves to be heard because they're not concerned with being heard. They're concerned with the message. Um, and in this card, the voice for me is the light. Does anyone else get that? Mm-hmm. Um, this, I, I mean, I think Mel's <laughs> spot on when she says this is the moment your, your traveler gets resurrected. This is, um, you know, the whisper would be the ghosts moving out into the world and finding their guardians. Um, and only the trusted can absorb what is necessary. So those would the be the risen, the risen or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the alpha lupi or first wolves, but we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that a little later, but that's, that's a really fun theory. No, I don't think it's theory. Well, (laughs) I like it. I like it. Never mind. I will be quiet and I will wait. Having said that, we can move on to. Yeah, we, we are going to move on to the next one that I have is, and bear with me real quick. I have the card pulled up. I'm going to pull up the ARG. I'm trying to find which one it is. Okay, here it is. Okay. So the next card that we have is Ghost Fragment Jupiter. And again, Dreams of Alpha Loopy. And it says, even the largest body lets itself be pushed where it needs to be, seduced into nice, warm, loving orbits. Persistence is the key. Sea forms, sea floors transform and then yank themselves skyward, shattering the icy crust. New worlds awaken in the swirling depths. You build homes around this half-born sun ripped by storms and supersonic wind. So that was the card. And real quick, the ARG says, Even the largest body lets itself be pushed where it needs to be, seduced into nice, warm, loving orbits. Persistence is a key. Sea floors transform and then yank themselves skyward, shattering the icy crust as new worlds awaken inside the swirling depths. You build homes of ocean laid over stone, giant and tiny, surrounding this half-born sun ripped by storms and supersonic wind. You deliver your last orders to an army that needs nothing anymore, not instruction, courage, or even prayers, and then you hide again. In ecstasy, they search for you, finding nothing but dense, quiet dropping from the stars. <laughs> I like that one better. I know. There's, I do too. There's a lot of the <laughs> ARG ones. It. There's a lot of the ARG ones that actually are. I, I really, I actually like the the ARG readings a little bit better. Um, um, I have a question for you, Blue. So, are the ARGs are they? officially still considered part of the lore or are they considered that's where i go back and forth on um given given that they they came out so far ahead of time yeah i have my own thoughts on this go blue yeah i was i i really honestly i go back and forth on it um the way the way i look at it is that they've never come out and said that this was a promotional event that's outside the story right they mm-hmm. they've never officially said that. So given that it was released by, you know, and this is breaking the fourth wall here. And so this is just me, my understanding of it is given that Bungie did release these, that they wrote them, that they, you know, generated them with the intent of following through with the story. I think that they are. 
I, I personally think that it's it's valid to use them in a conversation with lore within Destiny. Um, now, obviously, if we if I if I read something here, you know, in the air, and the other thing is with this particular topic, Alpha Loopy is so kind of up in the air. Like, there's not a definition. It's not like we're talking about the hive or you know the it's, guardian. It's or on something par like with that. the darkness, right? Um, given given that there is an ambiguous nature within the the concept of Alpha Loopy, I don't think that's a problem. Uh, now, if if I, I would condition that with the statement that if anything would be stated in an ARG would be in direct conflict with something that's in the specific grimoire, the grimoire would, in my mind, take precedent. Like um, mm-hmm. the uh, the owl sector, right? I can't remember what it's the. Uh, uh, I can't believe I can't believe I don't remember the term. But anyways, the owl sector, all those all those. Uh, transcripts that were released with that um obviously nothing in the grimoire is going to contradict that because it was very recent and it's in light of everything that they are writing within the grimoire right now however Mm -hmm. if down the road they decide that you know that arg doesn't really fit with the grimoire lore and the story that they want to do that's entirely within their right to be like okay it was a nice thing but really it doesn't fit um you know Halo has a lot of these ARGs. Uh, what is it? The uh, the bees. The if you remember the the bees ARG was one, and kind of was like it's still it still stood within the lore of the game, but it's also something that since a lot of people don't really you know are not very privy of all the details of it, you know, hunt the truth. Hunt the truth is I love bees. Thank you, Pens in chat. Uh, Please hunt the, hunt the truth is is perfectly viable in lore preach right it, but it didn't but happen it's in a game tri- it's, a, it's a tributary off of the main stream right. that is the story it's not it's not like a, a conduit to better understanding of the overall timeline right and i think that's it's, the thing on this that's ARG, i think this exists right this arg was definitely a teaser and a way to get people hyped up for the game to be released and and it did very well on that. But at the same time, I also think that it is perfectly viable to use it in a conversation as as legit source of information. Here, Here's where I stand on all this because we've gone and we've had extensive arguments about this uh, over the past year. And most of it has stemmed around um, early interviews and Vidocs and concept art. And I think... I think the place we have to come back to when we're talking about whether something can be entered into canon, and I would really like to get to a place to where Destiny could have accepted canon that is generally accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I think the place we have to get to is manner of release. So this is something that was specifically strategically um, posted in Bungie.net forums by Bungie.net account. For the specific purpose of, of, you know, kind of teasing this, this Destiny release. So this is not something that was data mined. This is not something that was released after the fact as concept art or, mm-hmm. or previous story direction. This is something that was very deliberately 
um, spoon fed to the community by Bungie. So that's how I kind of view it is it's all in manner of release. If someone got in there and stole something they weren't done with, then we could say, ah, that's really interesting. It may hint at something to come, but it's, we can't treat it as canon because it's ill-gotten gains. This is something that is very, in my opinion, very much on the table. Right. And I would, my, my response to that is I agree a hundred percent with that, with it, with an emphasis on as cool as the concept art is like, I love, I love concept art. Um, it's a tool. It's a tool for development. And honestly, really with regards to concept art, if you have not already gone and back and watched the art stream for the taken King to give you an idea of what they use concept art for, go watch that. It, it really, they really, and they are, they talked, um, extensively about the, the creation of Eris Morn and how the concept art, you know, changed from conception to actual execution. They have concept arts of Eris with a rope dart and she was originally intended to be an assassin and, you know, all this other stuff. And it's awesome. But but then we get when we get it in the game and when we get it in the grimoire and we get it, you know, you know, not really spoon fed, but but officially given she's, you know, night and day from that. So mm-hmm. that that would be my qualifier. Uh, did Bungie did Bungie officially release this? And I think that Justin, I I mean, I'm just going to repeat what you said. It, it's the it's the medium in which we gain access to the information. And it's also it's also where the information is stored. This is a this was an official Bungie site, you know, like the Owl Sector. Everyone was freaking out there for a bit on the Owl Sector because they all thought it was a a joke. And then everyone's like, "Yeah, but it's a Bungie subsite. Like it's off the Bungie.net site. And if it's off that yeah. site, it's you can't you can't spoof that. Like you know." That's something that is theirs, and they would only have something there if it was legit. Yeah, so. there's there's a big difference between between quoting scrapped storylines to support Supposed your point. Supposedly, yeah, exactly. Like and and using something that that was deliberately put in place and has never been contradicted. So the the Alpha Lupi ARG for me is very much on the table. And to kind of further that doesn't rock the boat that much. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? There's not that much that's earth shattering. Here. Right. And all again, they did, all they did was tease a bunch of grimoire cards. In right. my yeah. And again, it's not like we're talking something that is very concrete and very um, mm-hmm. already boxed in and defined because with Alpha Lupi, we don't, there is so much ambiguous information about it that they can be like, yeah, it's blankety blank. And it doesn't really, I mean, if they do it, if they do it too much, then, you know, then you run into a risk of actually confining yourself and boxing yourself in, but they, they haven't. Um, even, even with this one, this, this one, this had a whole different, I think paragraph and a half difference. And I mean, honestly, (laughs) The only the only thing is is the paragraph and a half does really strongly point to Alpha Loopy or this card being about the traveler. Um 
because it says you deliver your last orders to an army that needs nothing more not instruction, courage, or even prayers. And then you hide again. Um, you know, to me, that sounds like the traveler, especially, excuse me, especially when it says in ecstasy, they search for you finding nothing but dense, quiet dropping from the stars. Kind of like how the traveler hovers above the, the last city silent. So, I mean, they remove that from the grimoire card. So if push came to shove, we would have to go off the grimoire card. But at the same time, since this doesn't really contradict anything, the ARG, I think, actually does help augment the information that we have from this card. If that if that answers the question. Yes. <laughs> I answered my question. Like, you could have answered it in like a half a sentence. Well, yeah. The rest of know. the information was great. <laughs> you know how we how we get distracted. I know. Oh, I know. All right. Do you want me to want to Yeah, move on? yeah. So that that all being said, let's jump uh, to the next into card. the next one. So it's uh, Ghost Fragment Darkness Two: Dreams of Alpha Lupe. The universe is a beast. The body is made from tiny stuff, from near nothings, from atoms swirling through a blood of crackling sparks. Simple, eternal laws shape the beast. The largest galaxy galaxy is ruled by principles of mass emotion. Electrons are slaves to change and to chance. And this is why the universe feels inexhaustible, eternal. No sun complains about its death. Life is the problem. Life can be woven from flesh or circuit or in thoughtful light. Origins do not matter. But small, half-smart creatures have a fierce talent for denying the inevitable, for balking and complaining about injustices that don't exist and consequences that should be bore in silence. Is there an ARG for this one? There is not. Okay. Um, to me, this kind of sounds like from... So, the Alpha Lupe in-game actually allows you to res people slightly mm-hmm. faster. Um, and to me, this is kind of um, referring to that little bit of us, you know, denying the fact that, okay, you are going to die eventually. But us being guardians and being touched by light, we have the ability to not only come back to life, but we now have the ability to come back to life just a little bit faster. Um that's kind of what I feel like this is referring to in the sense. And like also depending upon who you're saying that Alpha Lupa is actually referring to um, also deals with what the traveler actually does. He comes and he brings light, which we are going to assume kind of is life to places that don't maybe necessarily have life um, in terms of the terraforming that was done on Venus and Mercury and Mars and stuff like that. So um is there anything else to add? Um, I think this is also kind of a nod to sword logic, uh, in a way. Yeah, I can see that. Just sim- just simply because the feel, mm-hmm. like not not necessarily that it is. I mean, I would make the argument that it is, but I know that technically you could make an argument that it's not necessarily defining sword logic, but the just the overall <clears throat> the overall. Feel. content and feel of the card makes me think of sword logic so i also really like the <laughs> the ending of this card so 
mocking and complaining about injustices that don't exist and consequences that should be bore in silence. Yeah. So we're all toddlers. We're all toddlers in the office. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it it definitely feels like it's a nod to like humans that are are those that are touched by light because not all those that are touched by light are human um, are there trying to like, no, 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 no. We're going to do this a little bit different. You have to understand that we are special snowflakes. (laughs) And the rules apply differently to us because of reasons. um, This actually makes me think of a poem. And I can't, for the life of me, remember which one by William Blake, where he actually says the cut worm forgives the plow. And it, it kind of talks about how how there's no sense of injustice or blame there, you know, when, when a plow runs over this caterpillar, <laughs> as opposed to human beings who, who perceive injustice at every single turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, pro- the proverbs, kind of, the proverbs of hell. Yeah. I can't remember which one that is. I think it's William Blake. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, uh, human abstract or yeah it's i can't remember where it was within but it's i was it's, doing my <clears throat> best i was doing my best to sound really smart <laughs> no no you're good you're good it's called the proverbs <laughs> of hell uh and it there is that is actually the line it says the cut worm forgives the plow um yeah so i mean it's it's literally you know he talks about a son will never complain of its death it's the inevitability of it overtakes it and it just happens whereas human beings or other sentient life will actually moan and groan all the way to the end and that is the curse of sentience um or maybe it's not a curse maybe it's what makes us special yeah and- we're all special <clears throat> snowflakes justin I know I'm a snowflake. I don't know about the rest of these. I'm pretty special. (laughs) But yeah, if, if you haven't read the Proverbs of hell, it's, it's a really interesting, it is, it is a very, it's a very short read. Um, but it also, it's really interesting. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, way to go, Justin. High five. Mm -hmm. Literary high five. It's also, it's also got a nod (laughs) to, uh, tiger, tiger, which is, yes. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? What's yeah. the flavor text on Tiger Tiger? Uh, oh, I don't know the flavor text of Tiger Tiger, but it, the line in Proverbs is the tigers of wrath are right, wiser than the horses of instruction. Let me see if I can. Let's see. I if remember I can... that now. Yeah, Tiger Tiger was when I when I first saw that ship. I was like, <gasps> "It's the stars are my de- destination. The stars, my destination." Thank and you. Tiger, destination. Tiger Tiger <laughs> is actually a nod, not to a William Blake, but to a science fiction novel. Oh, I kind of talked about this a little bit, but it's a science fiction novel in which I just blanked, but it's not actually to the tiger, uh, T-Y-G-E-R. It's actually Tiger Tiger is a book that was written. Oh, Gosh, I'm gonna have to look this up now. Because Tiger Tiger Burning Bright is the one that a lot of people think it's a nod to. And I can't find it. Womp womp. But there's a there's a, a science fiction book that actually has it 
it's a really weird, really, really kind of weird convoluted reference triangle. Um, Tiger Tiger is a nod to a science fiction novel, which then nods to Tiger, the um, William Blake poem in which the line tiger tiger burning bright in the forest of the night what immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry um that entire phrase was then used as an inspiration for the science fiction novel in which the tiger tiger ship is a nod to because the flavor text the stars my destination is actually a nod to the book not the poem so it's kind of a weird circular reference there but yeah the Proverbs of Hell does have a, a nod to the Tiger of Wrath. So, yeah, Blue, actually, if you want that poem to rhyme, you'll, instead of symmetry, you'll say symmetry. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's going to bug me now that I can't remember this this book. I think, oh, no, it's, it's The Star is My Destination by Alfred Beaster. That's why. Okay. And it first appeared. Here's another fun nod in. Yep. Unisys. <laughs> Unisys has it in chat. Um, the Stars of My Destination actually appeared in book form in the United Kingdom as Tiger. So it was originally actually published as Tiger. With, so, with a Y or an I? Uh, this one was with the I. So I think Blake was the only one who wrote... or. Was it Blake or Kipling who wrote Tiger with a Y? With with a Y, I think it was Blake. I want to say see, it was Blake. See, I got it. I got it all smart up in here. <laughs> who knew? Yeah, the star. <laughs> the star is my destination. Actually, it's a really, really interesting short story. It's not very. It's not a very long one. So, but another nod well, there is the working title was Hell's My Destination. Again, nodding to the Proverbs of Hell from William Blank. Love it. So there's there's a very big fascination on science fiction and you know, in this particular aspect, Blake and the concept of that, as is there is to the law of the jungle and you know, all the other multitude of literary commentaries that we've connected in the past. But that all being said. You want to jump into the next ghost fragment in regards to Alpha Loopy. Justin, I think you Mercury. Grab this one. Yep, Mercury. Yeah, yeah, let's do some Mercury. Um, one face is blistered, the other plunged into a brutal chill. Is this how it's always been? You remember hot oceans, nourishing atmosphere, but something transpired. Kicked what was wet and fertile into space, stealing away everything of value. Or perhaps what thrived here for a day or 10 million years decided to leave, peeling its wet organics off the bones. This is describing Mercury, which now is a Vexborg planet, which has no, no redeeming features other than the fact Vexborg that if you're running out, if you're running out of burning shrine towards the sun, you get blinded eventually sniped so thoughts Thoughts. um arg actually does have an entry for this one 
And it says, one face is blistered, the other plunged into a brutal chill. Is this how it's always been? You remember hot oceans, nourishing atmosphere, but something transpired, kicked what was wet and fertile into space, stealing away everything of value. Or perhaps what thrived here for a day or for 10 million years decided to leave, peeling its wet organics off the bones. A name offers itself, and another, and a thousand more. The answer feels like the iron heart of a collapsed star, and you realize the union between the past and the future is now. So, again, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Um, so, it's these almost read like an account of each, of each, like uh, the traveler arriving at each places. Mm-hmm. This one, the ARG actually points to one of the very prevalent theories that there are multiple instances of Mercury that are instanced into the same time. Have you heard, have okay. you guys remember that theory? Um, I think Hurt, yeah. Hurt Chain is the one I think that runs with that one. Um, but it's the one where there are, the Vex are pulling multiple instances of Mercury and instancing, instancing, yeah, wow, instancing them all into the same time point so that we experience one planet, but there are actually thousands and thousands of planets within that one planet. And so. I think there's actually a quote from Grimoire that speaks that way about Mercury. Can't remember which one it is. I'll try to find it while we move on. While while we move on, while we move on, yeah, because um, I want to say I've, but anyways, so while while you look that one up, I'm gonna grab the next ghost fragment, which is ghost fragment Venus, and again, dreams of Alpha Loopy. You see history hidden beneath the barren rocks and within the high acid clouds. You see the ruin ready to claim its birthright. Sunlight starves. The fierceness chills and thins and runs sweet. A new ocean emerges thick and salty and hot from springs and geysers that drench the dead ground. You wonder, will this world's second birth be its finest? So again, anyone who remembers us talking about the Hesperonauts and the terraforming um, mm-hmm. of, of Venus, sorry, Venus remembers that we had to, the humans had to dive into the scalding hot calderas of Venus to, to install the terraforming engines. And then real quick, the ARG does have an entry for this, and it reads... You see history hidden between the barren rocks and within the high acid clouds. You see ruin emerging from where it has always been, ready to claim its birthright. Sunlight is starved. The fierceness is chilled and thinned, made sweet again. A new ocean emerges, thick and salty and hot from springs and geysers that drench the dead ground. You wonder, will this world's second birth be its finest? You draw deep inside, seeking direction, truth. But all you have are the riddles of your own intentions. Hmm. Again, like the ARG one. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. It's just the ARG, and obviously this was, I, I think this was obviously by design, but the ARG is very much um, more poetic than the grimoire in a lot of, in a lot of these cases. Uh, it's, it's much more individualistic, I guess. Like it, it kind of actually is from a perspective, whereas some of these, yeah. some of these grimoire cards, it's kind of like, it's not really dry, but it's not as personable as the ARG card or the ARG readings. In my, yeah, it just, that's just, just in my opinion. Yeah. I was going to mention the same thing that they, they speak more of from perspective or um, to you as opposed to these ones that are, that are within the game that we know it today seem more factual. Right. Uh, emotion. There's more emotion. It feels like. Yes. Yes. Like cards. Cause I mean like even like simple, just way that things are phrased, like in mm. this one's in the grimoire card within the game, it says sunlight starves. And whereas the one in the ARG says sunlight is starved. It, it, it's, I don't know, like the ones from the Grimoire are like point, 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 where other one has a little bit more like you feel it more. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree completely okay. with that. So just so I don't go crazy. <laughs> so, um, the, the mention we were talking about about Mercury in multiple timelines at once, that whole idea came um Osiris lighthouse card. And it was the one where new monarchy visited the lighthouse. Oh yeah. Investigating. And, and they, he, it's executor Hideo. He, he actually just comes out and says, um, perhaps mercury is in many places at once. Well, I think is the quote that it's many not, people it's not Hideo. It was a report to Hideo, right? Um. Yeah, you could say that. Because isn't it addressed to Hideo? Yeah, I could see that. It says is Executor Hideo. And it's got a colon. It goes on. So yeah, I could kind of. See it. It's a, it's a letter one, to Hideo. That's the one where the EXO, like <laughs> the EXO, starts like freaking out. Oh no, the EXO thinks that she's being buried alive, and the Awoken starts like talking about infinite um, echoes and. And then one of them feels the sensation of dirt under their skin <laughs> um, or something very gritty. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a real good card. Great like, place like, to go. That's where everyone wants to be. Vacation time. Yeah. Let's go. The MLG air horn. <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> so, anyways, now that I've sufficiently derailed us, uh, you want to go to the next go to the next grimoire card? <laughs> no, I think you're time. All right. So the next yeah. one is Ghost Fragment, The Traveler, Dreams of Afalupa. You have lived as invisible as possible, flickering from solar system to solar system, making grand plans, overseeing the culture of civilizations before leaving in a blink. But you have no recollection of ever wanting to worship, ever wanting worship or even thanks for those blessed by you. But memory is heavy now. It feels like lead and neutronium and electroweak matter fashioned into a moon-sized ball that you must carry as you move. Now your flight is rapid. 
your vast mind reinfected with such dread and toxic doubt that you find yourself afraid of the simple act of thought. And it is your children you must turn to now in time of need. So definitely, obviously, the traveler. And so it is obviously talking about the traveler. Um, I I don't really have much to say besides the fact that they're kind of just talking about it within its current state. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's it's interesting that it talks about the ball that we know as the traveler. Like it's luggage as opposed to actually being the traveler, right? Mm-hmm. So this, I always, is, this is the this is the stuff you carry with you. This is not this is the shell, like almost like the traveler's a hermit crab. Right. Or a oh gosh. That's a spin foil rabbit. That's hole. a quote right there. That's the <laughs> quote of the night. The traveler is a hermit crab. Is a hermit there's so many can responses just, I have to that. Uh, can we, the other, I can the see thing, on a shirt now. Yeah, <laughs> Justin, that's your new project. Yeah. It's, a little, um, it's a little crab. It's a little hermit crab. Little, little hermit crab. With, it's got the, the traveler. Traveler. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> see that. Go. Uh, the the thing that I that I take away from this card is the nod that there is a separation between the what we perceive to be the traveler and what actually is the traveler. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's like the traveler is a ship. It's not a exo, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a sentient machine necessarily, necessarily the, the, the ball that we see is a shell within which something else is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does anyone else just think that there's a hamster in there going crazy? Well, he's not going crazy right now. He's taking a nap. No, just on a wheel. Just, <laughs> just losing his mind. So, but that's, I mean, that's I the see. worst the worst case situation would be that um, it's GLaDOS inside of it, right? The light. Oh is a, God! The light is no. No. <laughs> no. Take, take your cross <laughs> fandom spin foil plots. <laughs> Away from here. Go. Be gone. The- Peasant. Okay. I'm done. Wow. I'm quitting. You guys can finish your shit without me. Oh. He's out. Okay. Uh, before we before we lose. I did I did have another point. Uh, do it. There is a connection between this one and Ghost Fragment Darkness 2. Again, um, with the whole children aspect, you know, like what we were mm-hmm. talking about with the ending of darkness Two, kind of being like, Oh, that's cute. You should stop. You should stop complaining. Um, and how the traveler says, or now how this says it is now, it is your children. You must turn to now in time of need. And we kind of talked about that a little bit when we were talking about the guardians, it's, you know, maybe that's part of being a guardian is that you're not just guarding humanity. You're actually guarding the traveler you you are now the children are now responsible for caretaking of the parent and you, we have taken on that mm-hmm. man that mantle of responsibility of being like no we are the line of defense against the encroaching enemies of our progenitor i'm with it and in turn we def- we defend humanity 
by doing so. Right, right, yeah. Indirectly. But the light is a lie. That's another t-shirt we should make. Come on. <laughs> just to make just okay, to make so, Mel happy. So, Ghost Fragment Traveler 2. You can't quit. Sign the contract. Sign the contract. I signed no such thing. I signed... I'm going to be like the traveler that was like to the fallen and I'm just going to go peace. I signed as a proxy. So you're committed. Now we know. Now we know what triggers Mel. You've got 12 episodes, 12 years of this. Okay. So we will outlast. We will outlast this game. 12 episodes. 12 years. Okay. Oh God. Okay. So the tra- what do you have to say about the Traveler 2? I think that's very relevant for what we have to discuss. Ghost Fragment, Traveler 2. Mel was stuck. She had signed a contract. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I no. just took a sip of water and I almost spit it over everything. <laughs> just so you are aware. You were like, for just a brief moment, you were like, oh my god, I'm in these? Um <laughs> No, I will spit my water because I know you were BSing me from the first time I heard meh. Okay, okay, get serious. Get serious now. Um, This has been such a long chase. This will be the place you will fight. Fight and win. But do you really know why you go where you go and where this journey is taking you? The chase leads you where you need to be, you believe, unless... You are being pushed. Does anyone else think this sounds like a Beatles song? I think it uh, sounds a lot like the ball bearing argument that Tolan had. I think you are correct. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, you are like such a tiny thing that pushes something causes it. Uh, Yeah. And it also connects to Jupiter. This is a connection to the ghost fragment Jupiter. Because that one starts off, even the largest body lets itself be pushed where it needs to be. Into warm, loving orbits. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but this only, is a really only good... you can make that sound... <laughs> creepy? Creepy. <laughs> um, no, uh, this is actually a good, a good point, though. Because um, what if the Traveler's not actually being pursued by the darkness as much as it being herded? Mm-hmm. That last little line, that's very foreboding, unless you're being pushed. Well, and here, here's another way to take this. Yes, so let's say in your scenario that darkness is a predator, and the traveler mm-hmm. is not necessarily a harmless prey animal, but is a prey. There's, there's you know, some thoughts there as well. But the other, the other idea is within the Books of Sorrow... We know that the Traveler is called the Sky's Divine Avatar. Well, if, you, if you're familiar with the concept of an avatar, uh, usually that is, well, look at what we play with in video games. Those are avatars. We tell Physical them embodiment. Yeah, we tell them where to go. We push and pull and proke and prod them into going in those characters into doing what we want. We command them to do. That's what an avatar does is it gets pushed around, not necessarily, you know, now within video games, obviously there's not a lot of interiority within those programs. So it's not a moral issue, but 
In the case of a sentient object being an avatar, usually it's also akin to being possessed. And it's not always something that they want to do. So here's a question right here. Who here always viewed the, the travelers being chased, right? All through vanilla, all through destiny where it is now. Travelers being pursued, right? Well, that's that's how they introduced it, yeah. Yeah, okay. So read this line right here. It first says, case leads you where you need to be. You believe. The traveler's chasing something. And then it, it follows that up with, unless you're being pushed. These are two, these are two contradicting no, elements. I didn't, well, uh, I didn't read it that way. I thought it was like the chase as in you are being chased. Yeah, but how can you being chased lead you where you need to? Fate. Rarely. Well, destiny. I quit. I I signed the contract. Fly blue. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. But, but I just, I just wanted to kind of paradigm shift here and, and think what if, the traveler is chasing something every bit as much as the darkness is chasing the traveler. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's, I've heard that theory actually. Um, or no, you haven't. I just said it. No, not from you. <laughs> um, yes, this is the first time I've heard it from you. Um, the other, there's an other, <clears throat> there's another theory that, you know, the traveler is not being chased. It's leading. It's dragging See, yes. something. Isn't that isn't that the crazy the crazy element of perspective, right? I don't like to think of myself being chased by you. I'm leading you. Don't ever right. want you to catch up to me. Right. Mel, did you have something you wanted to throw in? Uh yeah, I was wondering again, I could but it almost sounds like this is someone that is not speaking of the traveler, but to the traveler and questioning his decisions of what it's doing. Kind of like a mom or a parent or something that created the light or created mm-hmm. the traveler. It's just kind of like, are you sure about these choices? Are you sure you're going where you want to go? Kind of like questioning like the peer pressure. Like I, I it almost mm-hmm. makes me wonder if there's some type of, force or being or entity above light and darkness and light and darkness are a brother and sister from this higher being and for therefore like brothers and sister they're always at odds and equal side like equal halves of the same part from their origin i don't know yeah no that's that's a good point um i would segue that into the point that lupi is plural it's not Mm -hmm. singular um it is so here's here's a crazy Justin theory. Woo-hoo. We know why why is there only how do we know that there's only one traveler? Why can't, that. why can't there be nine of them? Oh my god. <laughs> my heart So our is traveler so is Alpha <laughs> or first. It could be like the first, so like right. Alpha ah, Beta. The prime prime the prime lupi mm. well yeah it'd be the alpha lupi, but then but, yeah. and then at the same time then wouldn't there be <gasps> oh shut ah no ah, no ah, okay so what uh, oh my gosh i'm gonna have to i'm gonna 
I just had an aha moment that has nothing to yeah. do with Alpha Lupi, but it has to do we with have the, the same. Int- I don't know. Okay, but what if that's Destiny Two? Beta Lupi. The other, the uh, other beta. Maybe. Maybe we just all Crazy get lupus. Theory. Maybe it's I, never. I, it's I, never I, lupus. Don't you know that your house? Never lupus. Um, <laughs> no. I, here's. I think it's it's oftentimes our uh, our kind of human ego. To, and I know we're not in the game, all human, but it's it's oftentimes our predisposition to assume that we're special snowflakes and that there's no one quite like us in the universe. But just given the numbers and the odds, it's it's kind of egotistical to assume that our traveler is the only one. So I'm completely with that. Right. I'm completely, completely with that. Um, that view that this traveler is more than likely not the only. It's almost like the uh, uh, what? What is it called? The the paradox. The, is it the Fermi? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. The where Fermi it's paradox. you know, yeah, the Fermi the Fermi paradox, where it's like, you know, um, explain it, Blue, because I can't remember it. Uh, the Fermi paradox it's, is <clears throat> it's the contradiction between uh, lack of evidence and high probability estimates that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's called the Fermi paradox based off the physicist who supposedly introduced it. I want to say he was the one who primarily introduced it, or he, at least he's the one who gets credit for it. It's Enrico Fermi. Um, but basically, it was it took in a. a it took in a lot of different equations for um, the number of potential extraterrestrial civilizations. And it said that it just basically pointed out the contradiction that there is no evidence for anything other than terrestrial civilization. Basically the question, the Fermi paradox is basically the question, where is everybody? Yeah, like there is no extraterrestrial life. We would have found them by now, or they like would have the found basic, us. Like, it, or they would like, have found yeah, us. Yeah, it, it, um, it's, it. But that's where the Fermi solution, the in the in the game, that's the uh, ship, the dead orbit ship, is the Fermi yeah. solution. But yeah, we are such a small little speck. I'm I'm on the inverse of that, of the paradox. Um, but uh. Right. Well, yeah, I think the the absence of another traveler in our does not prove it doesn't exist. Right. Well, and yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's. I just was like, you know, it's it's not like Bungie hasn't ever done this with other circular objects in a video game. Uh huh. Oh my God, Delta Halo. <laughs> There's another one of these. There's another one. <laughs> looks just like the first one i quit (laughs) so let's let's round up the ghost fragment on the traveler with it's the traveler three and this one says the knife had a million blades and you were giant powerful and swift but the knife pinned you cut your godly flesh away very little was left, you are sure, because you feel insignificant now. 
the hard slick of the hard slick heart of your soul that is what remains a body small as a river stone and just as simple you picture yourself as a piece of indigestible grit a nameless nothing hiding among other nameless stones perhaps you glitter like a gem yes pride makes you hope so if only you could see yourself but you have no eyes not the dimmest sense survives what lives is memory and what slim portion of these thoughts can you trust the knife stole much more than your body ooh the knife that oh man <laughs> well yeah and, you know and uh, and um there there are no arg readings for any of the traveler ghost fragments um but we talked about this a little bit during the Taken episode. Um, mm-hmm. Oryx's primary source of taking is always explained as him offering a knife to carve away the unnecessary parts. Mm-hmm. And so that was why, for the longest time, I know a lot of people use this as... Uh, the the one of the arguments that Rasputin was the one that attacked the Traveler, which we've kind of been pretty much all but given verbatim denial was not the case. Um, this has always read to me more as it was Oryx who was finally catching up with the divine avatar of the sky that he had been chasing for so long. Mm-hmm. And he has, he has a bit of pent up rage, you know, just a little just a smidgen of anger towards this thing. Almost enough to generate a million blades. So, yeah. I mean, I, I totally, I've always read this kind of as the, the, the battle between Oryx and the darkness and the traveler. So I get, I get the same thing. I mean, Anytime they start throwing in certain vernacular mm-hmm. referring to knives and swords, immediately you want to think <laughs> of sword logic, which immediately makes you think of darkness and the hive and all the wonderful things involved in that. Um, I I firmly believe they don't throw in those type of words just lightly. Um, so I mean, I mean, otherwise you, there's there's a, there's definitely a lot of other things aside from that um, that to me points to it as well. So, but I. I agree. That's and what the, I was trying to say. And yeah, no, there and the other the other point that I always had was the the ending line of the knife stole much more than your body. Well mm-hmm. again, with taking he's not just he's not just carving away physically, he's actually carving away spiritually. So right. that's to me to me that's just, <laughs> you know there's there's a number of small little points that connect the dots for me personally that mm-hmm. read mm-hmm. this as oryx being the source of the source of the pain that the traveler goes through right all right so the next one ghost fragment saturn dreams of alpha lupa again a cold giant shows its night face to you distant moons slide past icy little comets enslaved by a splendid master the light bolts and high clouds sweep away, and you bury into a sea of liquid hydrogen that boils out of the long gash. You put yourself on the perfect trajectory, and for a fraction of an instant, you allow yourself the luxury of confines. Ah, uh, 
yes, yes. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure, but to me, it always feels like this is they're talking about that, that instance of the traveler fleeing from whatever battle because it said it started it was battling and then it fled and then it decided to make earth its last stand so to it, to me it kind of reads it's fleeing moments and coming right into our solar system um do you have anything you want to add onto that blue no i i mean i think i agree with you the perfect trajectory you know mm-hmm. the the luxury of confidence again mm-hmm. we know with um with the other cards, it actually kind of seems the it seems to be so, talking down about the luxury of overconfidence and pride and the cost that 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 emotion that it extracted. Mm-hmm. What were you so, going to say, Justin? I was just going to say it, it almost makes timeline perspective. If you view the traveler as running away from the darkness, because as it enters our solar system uh, in reverse order, the order of the planet, uh, excluding Pluto, which is still totally drink up of Pluto. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, one of the best things I ever saw, I, I kid you not. I was in Roswell. A, uh, in a truck stop and in, in the laboratory drawn on the drawn on the wall with Sharpie was like, hey, NASA, your mom calls your mom's your mom called. She thinks I'm big enough. Signed Pluto. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no. Anyways, so as you're entering the solar system, this actually makes sense because um the ninth planet from the sun would be Neptune. I think that's correct. Is that right? No. One, two, three, four. The eighth planet from the sun would be Neptune. Um, there's no card for Neptune. The next one in would be Uranus. No card for Uranus. The next one in would be Saturn. We have a card for Saturn, but it doesn't talk about colonizing Saturn or terraforming Saturn. And then Jupiter. And then Mars, and then Earth. As we move closer to Earth, so it makes sense that the traveler was kind of in a hurry when it passed Neptune and Uranus, and that's why we don't really have a card, a Dreams of Alpha Lupi card for Neptune or Uranus. It's not until we get to Saturn that the the traveler was able to like take a breath and like observe something. At least that's the way I read it. I would, I would agree. I would. Agree. I know I probably butchered that whole Pluto thing, but it's that was really funny. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Saturn is the beginning as far as order from from the the outer rims of our solar system working in. Saturn is where our Alpha Lupi cards start. It goes Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, Earth, Venus, Mercury, and of course the moons in there. Sometime. But, we don't really know where the moon can went. <laughs> well, it's around Earth, so it'll yeah. either be between at some Earth point, and Venus or between Earth and Mars. At some point, the traveler bestowed gravity to it. Yeah, well, that's, that's another conversation. Yeah, that but. is a whole different conversation. Um, let's finish it off with 
the Mars card. Yeah. Justin, you yeah, want to um, that one real quick? Ghost Fragment Mars. Vavalupi. Life waits inside the world's bone. Your voice flows across the red rock through the dead valleys, speaking in codes and goads. Ancient volcanoes swell, floating at their peaks and splitting wide along their shoulders. Ash clouds blacken the starved air. Fossil ocean of ice softens and collapses. Geysers erupt, tall as mountains, throwing up steam and clouds. Every moment matters, and from a great distance, in the midst of a thousand careful disasters, you watch transformation with your own eyes. The rose has blossomed. And I just want to, real quick, before we move through the meat of this card, I want to say that I'm going to steal this bit for my autobiography. It's going to be labeled, the title is going to be, In the Midst of a Thousand Careful Disasters. It's going to be the name of it. But yeah, it, it, Mars is in turmoil when, when in this dream. Mm-hmm. And I did want to point, there is an ARG entry for Mars, um, but it actually reads exactly the same. There's a bit of punctuation differences, but the verbiage mm-hmm. is exactly the same. You're not going to read the verbiage again? Do you want me to read it again? <laughs> no, thank I mean, you. we can, but it would feel like I'm completely <laughs> echoing you for no other reason than to read it. So... <laughs> only if you thought i did a bad job we're not going to comment on that all right <laughs> so those those are the grimoire cards i i also want to point out on mars this is what leads up to the introduction of the game so when you're watching eris one land on Mars and the three of them, you know, walking up and all that, which some of us have recently re-experienced because we all wanted to get the Kavost off without waiting. Uh, some That's of us, not why I did it. No, huh? some of us have done it more than once. I'm not going to point fingers, especially at myself. Uh, but if you watch it at the end of it, there is a point where the rain falls and that is kind of what is, this is the lead up to that part. And we we talked about this, you know, with the golden age and stuff like that. That was the that was the beginning of the golden age. So that was this is when the golden age kind of started. Now, these are all the grimoire cards that we have that are referenced as parts of Alpha Lupi. Uh, and Mel, you had mentioned, you know, a little bit earlier. There are two other items in the game. Uh, that actually have the term Alpha Lupi on, and those are exotic chest armor. There's one for Hunter and one for Titan. And Mel, you want to grab the Hunter, and I'll grab the Titan real quick. Yeah. So on the the flavor text for the crest of Alpha Lupi for the Hunter, it says, you've heard every last tale of the wolf by now. None of them are true. You are the wolf. So... And if those who are not familiar with, with Greek, lupi or lupus actually is Latin for wolves. So, and the actual crest itself has a wolf on it. 
Yes. So this actually looks really cool. It's one of my favorite chests to wear, by the way. Yep. And it's actually the same <clears throat> wolf design that is on the Yalahorn, which apparently is now officially called the Galahorn, much to, I'm sure, Bife's frustration. And anyone oh. who actually reads Norse oh. mythology. But anyways, uh, the crest of Alpha Lupi for the Titan is the flavor text is whoever survives our passing does so only by our consent. And the the appearance of this chess piece is a very different. The hunter chess piece is much more streamlined, it's much more like it's very huntery. It's much more built for speed, whereas the Titan one is much more that it looks like the old field plate armor of a knight. Um, it actually still has the wolves, but it also has kind of an eagle motif on it as well. But there's two wolves facing outward. And then I think I want to say that's a double-headed eagle, but I can't really see on the picture that I'm looking at right now. Um, but both of these actually feed into a theory that Ryan, or RGTGD, from our chat, kind of came up with and he he has a amazing reddit post and i'm going to link that as well we're gonna have a lot of links in the show notes link for this for this episode so if you if you usually just automatically download this episode i really strongly suggest to go to the website and actually look at some of the the links that are going to be on the show notes because there's a there's a bunch of good flavor or good content that i'm not going to even be able to get to because of just time constraints Um, but Ryan actually pointed out, you know, everyone keeps asking who Alpha Lupi is, and maybe that's not the right question. Maybe the question should be instead, what is Alpha Lupi? And his, his argument is basically that Alpha Lupi is a symbol for us, the guardian, because the guardians have constantly been, you know, presented as wolves. Wolves are everywhere. You yes. are the wolf. You are the wolf. Um, we now have the title of young wolf. There are the iron lords and the iron wolves. wolves. There's the the entire you know law of the jungle introduction. Everything has been very very big on wolves. Now there's a lot of reasons for that. You know we kind of we talked about that especially with like the king's fall raid. It's very telling when you watch how a group of guardians go up against any enemy. They harry them. They they wear them down through attrition, just like a wolf pack will. Which is one of the reasons why we are taking we took down Oryx. Is Oryx is the apex predator, which is all great and good in a single combat. Thing is, is guardians don't fight one on one. They fight in a pack. That's what we do. That's the the group mentality. And so Alpha Lupi as a symbol would be the alpha wolf. Um, for instance, the alpha Lupi in the iron Lords would be Radagast, you know, the King Arthur, of the group. So Ryan actually broke out a lot of different parts of the grimoire in the Reddit post. Again, I'm, I'm going to link this, but he actually pointed out all these different pieces and how they actually all interconnect into kind of a presentation in which alpha Lupi is maybe not, necessarily the traveler or the speaker or you know something more it's actually maybe just a symbol for us now the grimoire cards for dreams of the alpha loop i there there's a few little kinks in the theory um and he and he kind of he does address those as well but it, it's really interesting listening to it and you know talking when we were talking about it with him 
because it makes a lot of sense. At least it may, it makes a lot of sense to me. Like I'm kind of honest with you. I think that's actually where my, my opinion of alpha Lupi is going to stand now is that it's a, it's a symbol for us as the head wolf or the wolves in the destiny universe. So you guys, you guys have any thoughts on that one? No, yeah, not really. Uh, um, I, I've got, I've, I share that, but I've got something to add. So I always read the dreams of Alpha Lupi as being the dreams of an entity called the Alpha Lupi. We is kind of, you know, androgynous who it was, and then later on reading more, believed it to be the Traveler. And then as I dug more into the meaning of the term Alpha Lupi, came to that, the same conclusion that Ryan came to, especially with the flavor text of the hunter chest where it says you are the wolf. Um, and then it hit me. Um, the quote from Osiris, and I cannot for the life of me remember exactly which card it's in, where he kind of wonders how many of your memories as a guardian are your own and yeah. how many are actually fab- fabricated by your ghosts. That's just the regular, the, the Osiris card. Ghost fragment Osiris. So yeah. um, it kind of hit me. So you are this reanimated um, as the cabal like to put it dead person. <laughs> um, you're this, you're this reanimated um, thing the animus was actually a piece of the traveler. So is there a finite line as, as to what are your memories, thoughts, what are, you know, stimuli provided by your ghost relayed via the traveler? I think these are vicarious dreams that are, that are in your subconsciousness due to the fact that you are, resurrected via the traveler so you're you're getting fragments of memories of that of that massive consciousness that is the traveler and i think that's where these dreams come from these there because there's no way for your guardian no feasible way for your guardian to be able to remember what it was like when the traveler first you know first encountered these planets but if it's kind of this imprint on you of sort of the consciousness of the traveler, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I agree wholeheartedly. We are the alpha loop. Well, and you know, you mentioned the transference of memories. We, we, we have, uh, we have a certain sect in the warlock class that actually specializes in trying to pursue those memories. And those are the Thantonauts. And I so, like it. You're right. And, and this was another kind of a build off of this idea of us as the alpha Lupi, you know, was, well, you know, because that, that was the, that was the clear hurdle, right. That we had to overcome in this theory was, okay, that's a good idea, but what about the dreams? What about the dreams of Alpha Lupi? Who is the narrator? If it's if it's us, how does that work? Because we didn't exist prior to you know the collapse, 
and all these dreams of Alpha Lupi, except for the Mars cart. Well, actually, even the Mars cart. All of these exist. All these take place before the golden age of human humanity. So, yeah. I mean, what if these are recollections? Because we were given light from the Traveler. You know, even in the all the Grimoire card describes the light as the Traveler's light, not our own light. And we know that everybody has their own light because we saw that with the thorn, the ghost fragment thorns, where your steals uh, the light from the brigands, who are not necessarily well. There's a theory that those are guardians, but I don't. I don't think that they're necessarily guardians. I think you know. Well, everyone kind of knows my thought process on the light. I think it's an animating spiritual energy. I don't think it's actually sentient in its own self. But no, if, but here's the thing is if you're looking at light as an animating force of the, of the universe, right? If you, if you look at that as the fuel through which things are, are driven forward, then it actually does make sense that if you took it from subject a and you gave it to subject B, which is exactly what the traveler did is it took its own light and gave it to the guardians. If you did that, there would be something left especially if you're talking spiritual energy because there is something, you know, there's something that's always connected there. And as a conduit for that light, we would necessarily maybe be able to tackle or to tap into that connection. So it could be entirely possible that the Thanatonauts by killing themselves and then the quote unquote dreams that they have you know, before their ghosts revive themselves, that's actually memories, not from them, but from the light which imbues them, which is actually the traveler's light, the traveler's light. So they're actually seeing memories and they are memories, but they're not memories that we would have ever encountered necessarily. They're memories from the light, which they got granted to them from another entity. So they've been, I I don't want to say they've been corrupted, but they've been touched by this by this entity to a degree in which Osiris, Osiris has a point our memories have been rewritten I'm glad that had that effect on you I'm floored it's pretty heavy no yeah you know, i mean like, i I remember when Ryan put and I'm not joking I threw the link in the chat right now. But it's, I mean, it's a good two, maybe three pages of explanation of the logic. And he kind of, he kind of, he talks a little bit about the dreams of the Alpha Lupi and, you know, he breaks out the crest and, you know, why the thematic element in Destiny is very important and why the Alpha Lupi, he doesn't view it as a character. So, again, we'll, we will definitely be linking that there. Um, and then do you want me to talk real briefly about the ARG or do you guys want to break the well, Ryan theory a little bit more? No, I think, uh, unless Mel has something. I no, I, I pretty, I'm kind of absorbing, possible. I'm kind of absorbing all of this and mentally processing his, his theory here. <clears throat> I don't really have much more to to add um it just it just makes your gears start turning like then with especially with other 
creatures that have fragmented memories, such as like the exos. How do we know which memories then are they recalling are of their memories or someone else's memories or the traveler's memories for that mm-hmm. instance? I, I, it gets, it gets, it starts to get really muddled. And yep. then, you know, especially for thinking about specific, I'm just thinking exos, I guess, mainly in my forefront, my mind, if they're, if we're going back to the deep stone crypt and everything is going there and getting reprocessed and then maybe going out to other people, then how do you know memories? If the, the memories of the traveler are going there and going out to someone else that maybe isn't a guardian, like I, ah, my head's just like going all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fun, the it's fun. like the, it's like the thing in health class where they dip the paintbrush in, in the other things of paint. And each time they picked up a little bit more paint yep. and it all got mixed up. It's mm-hmm. like that. Well, I think it's. I, I, uh, sorry, I was ahead. just going to say real quick on the memory for <clears throat> exos. Kate actually talks about that in the Treasure Island uh, mm-hmm. excerpt. He says the light does funny things to our memories. To you, or yes. to you, yeah. yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. So, and I think it's really interesting also that they consider that they call it Afilubai. Um, and anyone who knows anything about like animal instincts and in, in the like uh, culture, especially with with canines in general, is that the alpha is the leader of the pack, you know. And it's kind of interesting that if we see the guardian is the one that is actually the alpha lupi in terms of the storytelling, um, and we're the ones leading the charge, which generally we are. Like, you know, the, the the vanguard are always telling us, go do this, go do this. You're the spearhead for which things are done for the light and for the traveler and for the vanguard, for everything, basically, and that we know of on our side of the story. Um, that this kind of telling us, like, we're we're the leader of the pack. What what we do, everyone else follows. You know, it's it's interesting to see it in that sense. And if you think of it as a fire team is is as a pack of wolves. I mean, I even when you even when just in our own realm of of existence and, and saying like actual us, not not our characters, but players. I mean, we still have that one person who was a leader of the pack. You know, that kind of goes, okay, you do this, you do this, you do that, you do that, and then we all kind of go, okay, let's work together as a team, as a pack. So. <clears throat> But, um, yes, wolves. I'm totally okay, and I'm just going to throw out something else real here that has kind of nothing to do with this. I'm imagining Saladin is wearing one of those, like, wolf t-shirts underneath all his armor. You know, those, like, ones <laughs> that are kind of, <laughs> like, tie- Yeah, 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 that are, like, tie-dyed, and it has, like, the wolf heads, like, howling to the moon. Saladin has that underneath his armor. I'm just saying. <laughs> so... <laughs> The reason, the reason why she brought up Saladin was in, in chat. I was like, "Yeah, Saladin actually talks about all this too." There's a <laughs> there's a new grimoire card from Rise of Iron titled "The Guardian," and it's literally Saladin basically explaining, "Yeah, when it when it came time to reach out and to find a guardian to take this mission." <laughs> There was only one choice, and he like lists out bullet point wise, like all the stuff that we've our guardian has done, and it's like Black Garden, Crota, Skolas, the Taken King, for God's sake, <laughs> like the Taken yeah, War, I, like I, it's I, like I, I feel like you could just put. Taken in Oryx right there yeah. in bold print, and you don't really need to list everything else. I mean. <laughs> You know, Atheon, 
pales in comparison to what Oryx had had in line for us. So. I, I don't know, Skolas. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, I mean, when when we talk about the Alpha Lupi, you know, again, Lupi plural. Um, there is a there's another idea that the Iron Lords were the Alpha Lupi. You know, the Lords of Iron. They were the leader of the wolves. You know, there's a there's a pack. You know, a Alpha pack within this this giant pack there are packs or fire teams that lead the others and you know again everything that we've done as guardians has always been with others it's not necessarily we are the alpha it's we plural are the alpha our fire team is the one that walks into these pits and you know brings the light to the darkness and so that's that's the other point that you know Ryan and you know the other people in the chat had when they when they keep emphasizing that lupi is plural right there's a reason it's plural it's because this game the message of this game is that through teamwork and through cooperation with others we can overcome anything that the the universe throws at us and that's a really a big message and that's where the idea that alpha lupi is a symbol for us that really resonates with what I've kind of taken to be the other message within this like dystopian world that destiny has created is that even though it's, even though it's after the collapse, even though it's after the dark ages, you know, everything's gone to hell in a hell in handbasket, there's hope. And that hope is within each, each other, we can overcome it. And I think that's, that's again, alpha lupi is that's what that symbol is. It's a wolf pack. So, but on that note, let's, you want to talk real quick about the ARG? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we started off, when we started off reading the ghost fragments, you would probably notice that we kept going back and referring to the ARG version of these ghost fragments. And the reason was, is Alpha Lupi, this is going to be a little bit long. I'm going to link the full story and the full article from the Destiny Wikia that they've done actually a really good job of kind of collecting everything that's gone on with this thing. But basically, Alpha Lupi was a and it was an account on Bungie's forums from back in about 2013, so well before Destiny even launched. And it was it quickly got realized that this was actually a viral marketing campaign or a VMC that was actually going to that actually fed into an alternate reality game or as we call it the ARG um which the entire point of which was to design was to drive up the hype and drive up the excitement for Destiny's launch now it started off pretty innocently with just like random posts and just with you know something innocuous really um <laughs> And it its first post was on in February of 2013, and so when the uh, when they posted the the subject line was something is falling towards you or you falling towards it, and the body of the the body literally contained the words seven hyphen only the trusted few. That was it. Which of course, if you know anything about the Destiny community. 
as we've seen in the recent days, they they will destroy everything to figure out what is going on with something. Um, and so the other really cool thing is this is actually, and we've we've made a couple comments about this before, but when you're in the director in Destiny and you hover by the planets and stuff, you'll notice that there's those little um, geomantic figures, little dots beside each planet. There's actually a, an explanation for every single one of those. And that is all explained within the Alpha Lupi ARG. That's all it it's actually a big component of how people were able to translate all the information that was in the ARG. Um and there's a there's a diagram on the the website that I'm gonna link that explains everything for the geomantic figures and how they coordinate with what it what it led into and everything. But this, I mean, this process for this ARG, and this was a daily, I want to say it was a daily event. So it started on Monday, February 11th, and it went for seven days up into the launch, which, not the launch, it was the last day was Sunday. And oh no, it was the it was the day before the reveal for Destiny. So and again, just like with the Owl Sector, there was a map and it got filled up. I mean, like every single day had a different puzzle. And every single day, if you solved the puzzle, what would happen is they would get these images. And these images were fragments of the wallpaper, which I'm also gonna link everybody. Um, I think there's that actually should have a copy of the wallpaper on here, but if it doesn't, I will get you guys this this picture. But it actually has the wallpaper that has all these um, text blurbs listed out on them. Now, the cool thing about this is the importance of the geomantic symbol. Um, and what this leads to, I'm going to pull something up real quick. Uh, just to explain, the reason I was pulling something up is I really wanted to give an explanation of what a geomantic figure is. Um, geomantic was a derivative of geomancy, which was introduced to Europe, basically, in the Middle Ages. And it, it's derived from astrological meanings of certain symbols. There's 16 basic symbols that are all primary symbols and divinatory geomancy. Um, so this is all very like astronomical or uh, astrological and divine divining history and or divining the future and stuff like that. Um, so all that actually is what you see on the directory that those little dots, those are all geomantic figures. The important thing with the Alpha Lupi ARG is that feeds into this this just crazy subreddit called raid secrets now if anybody you have um ventured onto reddit might you might recognize raid secrets raid secrets is a collection of super talented people who basically are obsessed with exactly what the subreddit's called raid secrets they are the ones that keep the live the the hope for a hidden chest in the vault of glass. They are the ones that actually found a lot of things that are hidden in destiny 
as far as Easter eggs. And they're not just, you know, Destiny. They actually originated from a few other games as well. The raid secrets actually broke out. Um, and this is by a user who goes by the name of Seventh Circle. He broke out the Geomantics wallpaper and ran it through a number of different, uh, I guess it would be different filters on an image of things. And basically they were able to use this all. And they, I mean, they took, they took uh, different pictures pictures of the Alpha Lupi image from within the game and then juxtaposed it on top of this wallpaper and were able to carve out images in which were they were given hints to find other things within the game. And so this is kind of like a ping pong game between what he's doing and what they're doing in game and then coming back and, you know, and all this, all the, all this stuff. It, it just, I mean, I'm, there are pages of conversations with it. This was posted about a year ago and I'm going to link this as well, but this is where you get a lot of the theories about different hidden chests, where the things are, you know, the different uh, meanings of the different, uh, aspects of the image and stuff like that. So Alpha Lupi is something that is extremely discussed in some of the, I guess you would call these the, the shadowy corners of the lore community. Um, and it's, and it's still being discussed. It's still something that is, is on a lot of people's minds. Um, but that's really, I mean, I think that's, I think that's it. Um, you did notice within the ARG that there were slight differences in verbiage, which we talked about earlier, you know, when we were talking about, is this quote unquote legit grimoire information or lore information? Um, but other than that, we, I think we actually hit on a lot of what we talked about in the chat. Do you guys have anything that I am blatantly forgetting I think we uh, covered a lot of it. A, a lot of it. ARG wise, I think you nailed it. Because mm-hmm. I technically, I think we could spend a whole entire podcast talking about the just the the actual ARG of the Alpha Lupi. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, you could spend what like happened several. and what was. You could probably yeah. do. You could probably do a <laughs> podcast for each of the days because yeah. Reading, yeah. reading through what they had to do for it, I it blows my mind how fast this community figures these things out. Yeah, oh, it's like I said, <laughs> we need to put this community on a real world problems. You know what that yeah. what it reminds me of is uh, Stargate uh, Universe. How they found their they actually did they did exactly that. They the first episode of Stargate Universe. That's how they determined some of the crew was they they had a video game put out to the public in which there was an impossible problem, and whoever could figure out the problem, the government would go and collect for the <laughs> for the position of the crew. It was really funny. Wow. Nice. That's funny. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just waiting for a game company now to. <laughs> To to solicit the uh, the community to help solve like unsolved mystery type stuff. They Unsolvable put crimes. Yeah, they put all that information Please. in there, and then uh, someone figures it out. You get a super secret OP gun if you figure this answer out. 
Yeah. Well, I think, I think the problem is, though, with a lot of like real life crime things is that the public doesn't always have all the information. Right. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, there's always clues. To, yeah. But, way to rain on our parade. They're just now. not they're just not always laid out in and just, binary code. And just I mean, but a bit like like the ARG, they they kind of give you every like all the pieces. You don't really have to dig too much for other pieces. Like you have to use your brain, no doubt, but it's not like there's you're missing the quarter piece of the puzzle. Maybe. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so, Look at this delicious Dr. Pepper. I'm gonna have a drink of it. Um, spoken like a true Texan. Yep, I like it. I've never been to Texas. We need to fix that. I've never yes. been further east than Colorado. We definitely need to fix that. You know, there's a, there's an event going on next <clears throat> summer over in Florida. <sighs> Okay. Don't bring this up. You're gonna trigger me. <laughs> All right. Well, do it. No, we'll we'll move to shout outs real quick. <laughs> okay. Um, I did want to give a big shout out. We had a uh, ver- a Xbox One uh, code for Rise of Iron given to us. Um, and I I don't know if the individual who gave it to us wants us to let people know who they are um so i'm just going to say it was a very gracious individual and we are very appreciative of that but in that in saying that that has given us the opportunity to do a giveaway um and basically it's for xbox one uh so you know sorry if you don't have the xbox one yeah i know mel is gonna heckle me for this but if you um if you need Rise of Iron or if you know someone who does need Rise of Iron, please give it and you know, like jump in. The only requirement is, you know, we ask for your Discord name just so we can actually communicate that with you. Um just pay attention. We've been I've been tweeting it out on Twitter and then we have a command in the stream and the information's in our Discord chat as well for that. Um and that's really I wanna say that was it. That was my only thing. We have we have a few other things that are going to be coming in the build up to our one year podcast. Uh, <clears throat> so there's there's going to be a few other things that it, we're, we're working on. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. <laughs> I'm dancing. I'm dancing. <clears throat> so Justin, take it. Ha! Take it, Guardian. Sorry, you sounded like Shaq when you said that. <laughs> Um, so I would like to give a great big shout out to our, I wish it was my good friend, but he's, he's just awesome. Mr. Dado does destiny for figuring out the, uh, (laughs) the, the mind puzzle that Bungie had laid out and, uh, great big O shout out to my shadow white crew. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think, um, I'm sure someone deserves one that I'm missing, but other than that, everyone else is just awesome. All right. Cool. Move to you, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, am I, am I new? I'm going to start. Um, that's you. I don't start. have too many shout outs as always. Big thank you. 
to Blue and Justin for having me part of the team. One of these days, I'll start Yay. thanking you guys, but that's not anytime soon. So, um, and also <laughs> for the chat and everyone for being a part, for being part of the show. Um, thank you to everyone that came out to Canada Land last weekend, this last weekend, um, Edmonton and saying hi. I know there was a couple of you guys. I don't know if you listened to the show. Um, if you don't, you should, but then you'll be listening. Anyways. But then they can't hear that they should. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, for talking about Destiny, I know there's a lot of people that that know that I like Destiny when they start talking to talking to me about it. So if you ever see me at a show or like anywhere, just talk to Destiny about Destiny, and then we'll be BFFs. Um, just a reminder for people who are interested: uh, I have my last show of the year, which is coming up not this weekend, but the following weekend. So that's the first full weekend in October. Um, it's in Reno, Nevada. Uh, it's my local show. So if you are in the Northern Nevada or NorCal area, uh, please come out and say hi. Um, but yes, yes, um, I think that's that's kind of it for right now. Just those general announcements. Do you? Do you take more to a local show than you do to a uh, to an out of? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I anytime I can drive with a reasonable distance, so like Reno and Sacramento and stuff like that, um, I bring I bring a lot more stuff. And then like Reno's nice being at home uh, because if I run out of something, like if I I sell horns mm-hmm. and stuff at my table, like you know like little like care like uh, little demon horns or whatever you want to call them. Um, but run out, <laughs> I can go home. I can cast more, and I can have more the next day. Or if someone says, "Hey, I want that," but like, can you send me that for that and that color? I can go home and I can go do it. So if I'm somewhere else, I have to go. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, here's my card. Let me contact me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I do bring a lot more. Um, I have cost more costumes on display and stuff like that. So, um, yes. Local cones are good. I get to sleep in my bed and curl up to my dogs and my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, with that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend the evening with us. If you'd like to join us, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes or through email as well. We do try to keep to the scheduled Wednesday night streams of the chat starting at approximately 10 p.m. Central, but if we have any variations, we always make sure to let everyone know through our Twitter account at focusfirechat. Also, be sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on the guardiansofdestiny.com. Quick reminder, next week we are going to have two episodes. Uh, One will be our Extra Lore episode, which will be talking about Assassin's Creed, and then the normal episode, which will again be covering SIVA. So, until next time, focus your fire, and may your light shine bright.